Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Modern Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like Podcast, also known as NYDL. We are black husbands and fathers who are married, and yes, sisters, to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up. Only one major challenge. We can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here on Patreon with us. Get exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call Loose Ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes you don't like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder, you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. So I'm on the way home from work. A little bit, little bit fatigued. So I got a call from my wife and my daughter's home because she's not feeling that well. And, you know, I hear a little bit of bickering back and forth. And I'm like, okay, this is a uh, par for course. It's normal stuff. And then I start hearing doors slam. And I asked my wife, I was like, hey, uh, are you slamming doors? Are you uh, doing some home renovation projects? Like, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm hearing this correctly. She was like, no, that's your daughter. She's uh, slamming doors in the house. I said, hold on. I said, put me on speakerphone right quick. I said, uh, my dear daughter, who's slamming doors in my house? And then she heard my voice and you heard it get real quiet. And I said, well, that silence tells me all I need to know and all she needs to know. So when I got home, let's just say the renovation came to an absolute halt and uh, any supplies that were ordered were instantly returned. What say you, sir? Hey, world, welcome to another episode of NYDL Negroes You Don't Like. Martin Malcolm, the renovation stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about the A contract. Hold it. <laughs> Everybody, everybody got something. I feel you, brother. I feel you, brother. But listen, man, let's let's talk about this a little bit more in depth, man. Let's talk about to spank or not to spank. Model Mal, let's get it off, man. What you got? Listen, in this new world with, you know, so many people getting quote unquote educated um, and, you know, feeling like they got a better sense. They could just Google the answers to everything. And, you know, Google's going to kind of Yana Van Zandt their life. You know, um, it's really for millennial parents. It's really one of those issues where it's funny, man. Like I got parents who just don't spank the kids. And then I got parents who are into, who are definitely into spanking. And, you know, um, before, I, before I reveal what side I'm on, if you couldn't tell with the uh, shutdown of the home innovation <laughs> project, um, <laughs> let, let me say this, man. Like being that I currently do work in education, seeing the way kids do that and seeing the... Not, not not from all, but seeing the, I would say, the majority or general disrespect for adult authority, one would have to ask, with all of these people and all these fancy degrees and papers they're writing and research studies they're adding to and, uh, you know, table talks, red table talks, black table talks, it, it, all the colors of the rainbow table talks, right? Parenting magazines and, you know, sit down sessions with therapists, one would have to ask. With all of this information that's quote unquote out there, why is America producing such an average mediocre adult for the mm. most part? It's a good question. What, 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 what one would one would beg to ask? Hold on, with all this research, 
and we look at our education system, is this the best we can produce? When one looks at our incarceration rate for a first world country, last time I checked, one thing you don't want to be number one in is what we are number one in. We're number one in the world at locking up people. So we have two issues. One, we don't prepare enough people to be productive citizens in the job marketplace. And two, we do a piss poor job at quote unquote rehabilitation and reintegrating ex-felons into our society. So I want to give that context before we begin this discussion, because I find it almost hilarious to even, I'm not going to say not necessarily not take their advice, but to look at their advice and, you know, hold on to it as if it's the uniform truth that we should all follow by. Because um, I'm telling you now, there's a lot of holes in that ship. And if if we were a ship, this would be the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Cue the violence. So I will say this. Let, let, let's start here. One, I absolutely am a proponent of smacking. Damn 100%. With unequivocally. Okay. Um, this is my James Evan Jr. Song. Uh, like I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like to tell people, I'm like, listen, I'm not all of one thing. You know what I'm saying? And there's dimensions here. So yes, you, I, I am James, I am James Evans, but I'm also, uh, Mr. Huxtable, right? I'm also Mr. Huxtable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of get a balance of both, you know, in, in my spirit, I want to be uncle Phil one day. You understand? <laughs> so there's a lot, you know, and, and, and even the brother who played in the rock, uh, that TV show back in the day called the rock. Um, he was a little, he was a little tough with his, with his kids too. So even, even Mr. Winslow, which I think he's a little too soft, but you know, M- Mr. Winslow kind of reminds me of, uh, some of the parenting that we see today, but they're actually softer than him. Right. So if he was a bounty paper towel, today's parent is a, um, Kleenex, yeah. right? a one ply Kleenex. So, or, or the toilet paper, you know, in the um, public bathrooms. <laughs> exactly, you know, the, like, looking like quarter ply, paper, paper, yeah, paper mache. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, you, you blow too hard on it, think bust all straight up. Um, so the first thing we need to understand, because when people say, "Oh, you spank your kids," oh my god, that could be so traumatic. I'm like, pump your brakes, man. There's a difference between spanking and abuse. One hundred percent. They I are like- not. They're not the same thing. 100 percent they they believe that spanking is abuse though like to a degree it's like no like far from it brother because man when you read some of these stories or when you hear about some of these stories about kids and how their parents actually uh well discipline them there's a difference Mm -hmm. bro like we ain't putting no Mm -hmm. kids in no cage or 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 tying them down or doing some crazy (laughs) shit like that like that's abuse you know what I'm saying? Knocking them out cold and waking them up straight up. The job. No, we ain't doing that. Though. Like, like, like there has to be a method to what you're doing. Right. Even if you're, uh, uh, the discipline behind this, uh, or, okay, let's start this way. If you're a proponent of spanking or if you're on the fence about spanking and you're just like, I just don't know, you know, I'm going to go into what the, what is that? American, uh, pediatric association, whatever, whatever these white folks telling you, um, you should be doing, <laughs> even though they're the ones locking up their kids and mm. locking up your people. Hold up. I'm just saying, hold up. But you gotta let them know, baby. You gotta let them know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. The first ones to say something, uh, the first ones to lock them up. Ooh, Come on now. Listen. Be mindful of the people telling you how to discipline your kids, but they the same one locking them up at that on, very exponential rate. Be be careful now. Don't <laughs> let that go over your head. <laughs> you Straight might want to control what's going on in your house. But I guess we're gonna save that for a little bit later. <laughs> um <laughs> so the spanking has to come with it has to come with a, it has to come with structure. You're not you're not spanking a child just for the hell of it. 
Okay. You're not just, you know, the parents who, who spank their children out of anger. That's where, that's where you fall off the wagon. Yeah. And you head right? towards that, abuse. That, right. Exactly. Abuse is the next door neighbor. Once you Sorry start, <laughs> you know, allow, allowing your, allowing your emotions to take over. Right. So, you know, and let me give the example. So my daughter, I give her, you know, as she gets older, I start to gauge how many times I have to tell her to stop doing something before I need to act. So, oh, and then I'll I, I preface it also by saying, I really don't spank. I really didn't start spanking until my children turned, I would say two, right? I would say two. That's when, you know, the actual spanking. And then my spankings are not even like, you know, people probably think like a switch cord or maybe, you know, a big old long belt and you're just swinging it with all the strength and might and this, you know, there's a wind behind it. No, it's not what that's like. Sometimes, you know, it's a pat on the butt, right? Tap now, on the hand. I, I do. Yeah, tap, tap on the hand, you know. Um, and the tap on the hand, I try not to do it too hard on it because, um, there was some research I read and my wife was telling me, oh, somebody said if you hit their hit their hands, that the nerve ending to their hands mess up. And I'm like, you know what? Someone tells me that I, I, I call BS on that because uh, I have a lot of friends who got spanked when they were growing up. And uh, trust, they ain't got no problem with their hands. What? You know what I'm saying? They hands are doing just fine. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know but, but you know what? I said, OK, hey, I don't got no problem. I, you know, they need to get hit where there's more uh, where there's more meat. No problem. Get spanked on the button. Fine with me. So, um, you know. After they turned two, I started to gauge, okay, if I tell you something three times, that third time is a one. My 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 one that's a little bit younger, you know, she's two, but she's starting to understand that. Because you know, you can ask his questions, you can feed the question. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Um, or if they do something wrong to somebody, go tell the person sorry. Once they start making those connections, you start realizing, oh, you do know you did something mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> Right. You, you know, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. You just start talking to your kids a little bit. You start realizing or if you tell them, hey, didn't I say you not to do that? And you see that child running to go hide or running to the other parent or running to go sit down. But they should have been sitting down in the first place. You can kind of clearly see that the child knows that they're defying your authority. So at that point, you can start putting in disciplinary measures. Um, kind of what's your style, uh, sir? You know what, brother? So I look at our generation and I think that we are like the. So our generation, we were the ones that definitely got spanked a lot. You know, um, brother, let me tell you, brother, like there were times I remember growing up, man, where I would wear extra clothing. I would, you know, I would avoid getting home because I knew what was waiting for put, me on the other put, side put, of the put, door. Put the, put the Vaseline on. Uh, like you about to go to a boxing now. match. <laughs> Straight up, brother. Like, and, and you know what, though? Like, I think for my upbringing, because I have siblings and I was like, I believe I was the last one to really go through that phase of getting spanked. Right. My younger siblings, they did not. And I look at how they turned out mm, and they feel a lot more entitled. I'll tell you that right now. Mm, um, mm. But, uh, on another note, um, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. definitely in depth, uh, maybe some other time. But um, mm-hmm. but, but seriously, mm-hmm. on a serious note, though, um, I do recall getting spanked for every little thing. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Brother, and you know, my I'm, my parents are from the Caribbean, especially my pops, bro. Like, oh, for sure. For brother, sure. I mean, every little thing that you could think of. But you know what, though? Um, I, I do recall where after I would get a spanking, he would explain to me why I got the spanking. That's key. That's, that's key. very, very key, brother, because major key. Major. Because that's at a certain point in your life, as you um, start to have a form of understanding, those conversations are so important. Like, just spanking your kid, you know, just just wildly, like every single second of the day without explaining to them why they're getting a spanking. That's that's like damn near abuse almost if you're not able to explain to them what for happened sure. and why you're actually um, disciplining yeah. them in this manner. So for me, I do believe in spanking, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I I often I would say that I learned a lot from my upbringing where I apply the spanking only when it's truly necessary. Um, Correct. Yep. So I would say similar to you where after the fourth warning, it's like, OK, let's get it. You know what I mean? Like right. after explaining, right. and, and you know what? It's something that I've worked on a lot as well as a parent because I, I have a mean temper, bro. Like I, I mm. and when you're dealing with kids, man, let me tell you, 
they will push you to the edge, bro. Let me tell you. So it's been big on myself to somewhat remain uh, disciplined, uh, you know, not allowing myself to let my anger guide me. So a lot of times when uh, my children, when they do something and I have to explain it to them like 10 times over and over and over again, I'll take a deep breath before I actually head in their direction to talk to them because Mm -hmm. that deep breath is somewhat releasing all that anger and that rage within me so I can make a decision that's not based off of anger, but based off of logic. So yeah, definitely they'll get the spanking, but definitely, but it's not like something that happens every time. You know what I mean? It's something that happens when they, cause you know, kids, they know how to somewhat, uh, you know, squeeze, you know, all the juice out that lemon. I'm telling you, they don't squeeze all of it out. So when it gets to that point, straight up, when it gets to that point, that's where it's like, all right, time to get these hands. You know what I mean? But I I definitely, I definitely keep, make sure that I keep a balance. uh, You know, trying to get these hands, not these hands. Hey, you know what I mean? But, but not, hey, to to those out there, you know, from those parent support groups, (laughs) we talk about talking about the differences of getting these hands, okay? You know, oh I ain't fighting God. kids, you know, I want to make that straight. We ain't going one-on-one, you know, like we're in a boxing match, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> made, you sound, made you sound like Floyd Mayweather, like you were, like were training for the fight. <laughs> but bro, it's not, bro, let me tell you, man, it's necessary, nah, though. These kids will push you, brother. They'll push you, man. man so so my style, man, it's a, it's a combination of both. You know, I'll spank, you know, after mm-hmm. the, like fourth, fifth time, but for the first couple times, I'm taking my time to explain what's going on, what to expect, and what I'm doing a lot mm-hmm. more of is I'm taking away rewards or things that they like. Because let me tell you, that hurts a lot more than a spanking. For some kids, yes. Yeah, for some <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, though. He's like, for some of them, because some of these damn kids are too damn bad. He's like, some of them, not all of them. <laughs> yo, some of them don't even care, bro. They just like, yo, give it to me. Just for real, take my brother. stuff. You know, like some of them take it on their chin. I guess it they depends on, you know, uh, their age, too, because uh, I, I, yeah. I would think that when you're like around that five, six-ish range, it, it matters more when, when some of your, you know, rewards are taken away. But when you move closer mm-hmm. to that 10, 12, it's like, you don't give a damn, man. You you damn near ready to go one-on-one with your, you know, with the person that's spanking hey, you. It, it all depends. Who, who, whoever the sensei holding that belt, it all depends, though. Straight up, bro. <laughs> So, so let me, I'll say this, um, when it comes to, you know, I kind of explained how I, I deal with my children. It's a lot of it is just about understanding why the discipline is taking place. To me, that is crucial. Big. And, and, and I will say just to give a little uh, background information on myself, I didn't get tons of spankings. Like my parents, like, okay, I'll say this. My father, he would he would he would he would beat us with rage. So my mother stepped in and was like, "Yo, yep, same let, let me handle let me handle the whippings because she didn't like the way he was whipping us. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us, and I'm not saying my father suffers from this, but keep in mind, you know, it's important to understand our history in this way. When you when you come from people who have been brutalized in the way that we have, hmm. as crazy as this might sound to some of you, what happens is people who are brutalized, they tend to adopt some of those traits in how they deal with their own people Yeah, because they see the effectiveness of the brutalization and how it was able to control their people. Okay. And for some of you who are lost on this talking about slavery. Okay. So one of the institutions, so how did the institution of slavery work so well? You use fear and brutality to keep people in place. Okay, so if, if if that took place, then you're not necessarily doing the same exact things that were done to you or or your loved ones. You probably do a downscale version of it, but even a downscale version of it, looking at it through today's lens, is probably very brutal. Yeah, extremely brutal. Like remember, Adrian Peterson got in trouble. He took a switch outside yeah, and beating his kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, to, be, and to be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've seen people get beat with switches <laughs> from a tree. Straight it's up. not to me. It's not to me. It's not a super brutal thing, you know. Like like his son got some cuts and stuff, and I was like, I see. I know it's not right, but 
it's to me, it's not the most brutal thing I've, I've, I've seen. Or I don't even think it was so outside the realm of, you know, so outside the bounds of what a parent should do. But because he's a public figure, you know, of course, they were going to come down hard on him. So, Mona Malcolm, brother, you hit a you hit a very, very key point as well, man. The fact that men, especially men, um, mm-hmm. tend to definitely be more like have more rage when it comes to disciplining the mm-hmm. child. And, and brother, mm-hmm. I definitely I was a part of that. I was in that household to the point where mm-hmm. I did not respect my father. I feared him. I want y'all to I want y'all to let that marinate for a minute. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so like. Being that I grew up in that household like that, I'm not saying my father was abusive. Don't get me wrong, but sure, what I sure. am saying definitely, oh he definitely tapped. You know, he tap danced on that line like a motherfucker. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. Oh, he definitely tapped. Sometimes he may have, you know, tap danced a little further than he should have. But at the end of the day, you know, I I now as a father understand where to draw that line. You feel me? Like I'll mm-hmm. share a story. I remember my this was bro. I remember my last spanking. <laughs> he said, "I remember my last spanking." It was that effective, bro. God. I remember my last spanking, man. I was tw- I was twelve years old, brother. I was twelve years old, um, and I remember because I was a big thief, man. Like I used to steal shit all the time. <laughs> this, this man just came out and said I was a big thief. Yo, I used to, yo brother, let me tell you something, man. I was Amen. bad at it, bro. I, I mean, Amen. not bad as in bad at stealing. I was a bad little kid, man. And so, Amen. statue of limitations is up. Good, brother. Keep, 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 keep so, yo, I remember one time because I used to steal ba- like cards, you know, basketball cards, and you know, right. little bubble gums here, little bubble gum here and there. Like, you know, we would get in like the grocery line, and I would just boom, just snatch it real quick, throw it in my pocket, just walk out like nothing happened. And I remember one time. <laughs> Yo, I stole some cards and my dumb ass, I went to sleep, you know, with the cards under my pillow. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking back then. So, you know, he made my bed. Right. And then he's like, yo, where these cards came from? I'm like, oh, shit, you got me. You know, kid, you know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what else you going to say? Right. Isn't that the typical response to any kid who's in trouble? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, cool. No problem. With, with, with those big eyes. Yeah. It was wide, wide open. So he was like, all right, cool. No problem. Real suave, smooth about it. No response. I'm like, oh shit, I probably got away with this. So boom, yeah. that night, make sure I was fed, make sure I took a nice warm bath. And brother, let me tell you, put me to sleep. You know how I woke up? With the switch. <laughs> that's how I woke up. And let me tell you, man. That's, that's, that's the real espresso. Yo, because you know, I'm, I'm, I was quick with it, bro. I'm a fast mo. I was a fast mofo, bro. So he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to make sure that you were depleted by all means where you will not be mobile. And he waited, he waited until I fell asleep. And let me tell you, man, that night, that night when I got that spanking brother, that was the last time I stole something. So you ever heard the saying, beat you like you stole something? That's where it came from. Damn. <laughs> my man out here, my man out here making whole quotes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Making whole saying sticks. brother. Man, listen, um, that is actually a hilarious story. I, mean, I know our viewers, I know our listeners are gonna enjoy that. Um, me, I think I think I remember every single beating I've got because I, I didn't honestly I didn't get a lot of them. I was a fairly I was a fairly good kid. Um, I was the kid where you could take things away from me that would hurt me more mm. than you give me a beating. Like I would actually, in some respects, I would prefer to beat him. That's how my son is. Like don't yeah, like don't take basketball away from me at that time. Don't take my video games away from me. Don't take my ability to go outside. That's what that's what would bother me. Yeah, but yeah. the beating, I'd be like, yo, I'll just tough it out, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shed these few thug tears and keep moving. <laughs> So, but for me, bro, like, I remember, I remember one time, you know, my parents, my parents, Caribbean people too, you know, they put, they put you on your knees, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, go, go kneel, go kneel in the corner. And some of y'all gonna be like, what the hell is that? You know, listening, but yeah, you know, in the Island, they put, they need uh, make you kneel in the corner. And that's, a, that's another form of discipline. But after a while, you're trying to put on that. We got that after mm-hmm. the spanking. Like we got this, we got the trouble. That's right. That was no, after the like spanking. That. It's like the after party to the spring. You know <laughs> For <saying>? real. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yo, when you when you think about it, it was like, yo, it was like it was like the whooping. It, first of first is the build up. Because you know it's coming. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's like being in the middle of the hurricane, you know, out of the storm, everything calm until yeah, that yeah. motherfucker. 
and until you start getting them outer bands. But um, <laughs> or you get out the, the eye that's normal. So you're like, okay, I know the weapon's coming. I just don't know how it's coming. Like your mm. dad is cold blooded for catching you in your sleep. Like Oof. that, honestly, honestly, that, that's one of th- that's one of the things I fear the most. I would rather see the belt coming straight up. <laughs> like not know what's coming. Straight up, from. brother. Let me <laughs> tell you, that's you, the worst you, feeling, brother. <laughs> You talk about feeling hopeless. Like, brother, I never felt so violated in my life, man. Yo, you, you didn't even have time to clinch up or nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nada. Yo, that's, that's, I'm telling you. Like, so I get it, man. So for me, luckily I didn't catch too much of those, but I remember all of them, man. Because I'm telling you, man. So, oh, man. I think one, one was a marathon, man. I was like, shit. I felt like I was having rounds and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the worst part, the worst part about all this shit is like, I don't know if it's a Caribbean parent thing. Maybe it's a black parent thing. They whoop your ass and they tell you, you better not cry. I'm like, what? I hate that, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what you mean? Make no sense, brother. <laughs> the whole point of this is what makes no sense. <laughs> oh, oh, don't cry, but he's something to cry about. <laughs> here's the thing, me? though. But here's the thing, though. When you cried and you and you made more of a scene, they got <sighs> mad and you used to get more of a spanking. And it's like, damn, you can't win. <laughs> Yo, it's it's funny, bro, because it's like if you if you don't cry, oh oh, you think you're tough. Yep, you know what I'm saying. But then, but then you do, but then you do cry. Oh, I'm gonna get your ass on the ground. Don't stop Straight up. And then, and then this is the worst part. I think I think one of my sisters. <laughs> I think one time they started crying. Before, like the worst thing to do is to cry before the whipping. <laughs> like, don't cry before. Them. Then it's Ooh. almost like it's almost like you, you pouring gasoline on the fire. It's mm. like they're like, oh, like yeah, man. man. They're like, oh, now you want to now you want to cry? Huh? You should have thought about that before you did whatever you did. It's like yo. Don't I'm telling you, like honestly, I probably got PTSD from that part. Cause I, even, Real, I have to catch myself because I'll be telling my kids that, oh, you, you think you got something to cry about now? And I'm like, hold on, I think I heard this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true, brother. I'm oh, like, uh, let me, I want to be like, I'm like, damn, I don't want to be that guy. But you know, the, the, the funny thing about parenthood is, particularly when you're upset and you're dealing with your kids. Like it's almost like you instinctually gravitate towards what your parents did to you. Yeah. Right? Because because that's your frame of reference. Now, you know, I, I don't really have a, a temper problem because what I'll do, you know, I'm I'm more of a you know, I, even though people who know me, they know I, I could be hyping stuff. But when it comes to dealing with my kids, I'm really a lot more mellow. And honestly, when I used to have this teacher, man, cold blooded. Like they would write your ass a referral, call your parents, do all this stuff to you in a very low tone. You even you even know you was getting jacked up. Mm. Like, like, like you had no idea your ass was suspended for 10 days. Your parents were waiting outside to tear your ass up. Park you, ain't, you ain't know all this shit was happening because they didn't, they didn't do all that screaming. They didn't make a scene. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's what we're doing. Okay. No problem. <laughs> and so, so then while the class is just loud and shit, they just, they just put doing their work behind the scenes. And when you leave the class, they call you to the office. You're like, yo, what the, what's going on? And you just, yeah, so, so for me, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of adopted that a little bit. You know, sometimes I get a little bit loud, but I just don't get really, really loud. I'm like, you know, I told you not to do that. Then, then we have a discussion. Um, please, I need you to sit right down. You know, I'm very super polite with it. Please, please. So by the time the discipline does come, it's almost like, dang, he was so nice and polite to me and I ain't listen. Mm. So dang, I guess it's about to go down. And you know, that that's, that's what happens, you know? But particularly when you're dealing with little kids, be you know, spanking should not be the, it shouldn't be a marathon. Right. It should be something that's pretty gets it's over pretty quick. You know, like for me, I'll give this making and then send on a timeout and then you go to timeout. You know, they'll go to time for like a minute, you know, maybe uh, my older one, maybe, you know, two minutes. And, I, you know, I'll even time it sometimes while I stand there to make sure they don't get out while they crying or whatever. And I'm going to be honest with you. I actually don't. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, even though we just spoke about it, the crying annoys me, too, bro. 
The crying does, even though they should cry, but it kind of does annoy me. It's like, you know, you can cry initially, but then when you start crying at length, it's like, dog, I didn't do enough to you for, for all of that. Now, now you're making a scene. I'm not handing out no Oscars. You need to stop it. You know what I'm saying? So, so now that we understand the difference between spanking and abuse, let me speak more about, or at least we understand what spanking is. Now let's talk about abuse. Um, I'll say this. If you are disciplining your kids and it's, you're using a lot of rage to discipline them, and when you do hit them, it is not like you're hitting them without explaining what, why you did it or even explaining mm-hmm. afterwards why you did it. Um, anytime, you know, smack, like smacking, a, smacking your child in the face, I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Because where I'm from, smacking the face is like the ultimate sign of disrespect. You know, I, I don't believe in smacking kids in their face. Um, I also don't believe in... Uh, when you're when you're beating kids, you know, cursing at them, using profanity, these kind yeah, of things. Nah, like that's that's not cool. Like, what message are you sending? So when they get angry, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna be cursing and carrying on and doing all this nonsense. Like, nah, well, you're not supposed to do that. Um, there's been cases where my wife and even I have seen, you know, parents frustrated with their kids in public, and some of the things that they would say to them. Yeah. Or while they were hitting them, I'm like, yo, you can't. Like, no, no, no. That's not seriously, cool, brother. Like, yo, especially in our community, man. Let's talk about it. Let's talk brother, about it. Man. Like, brother, like, Let's I can't tell it. you how many times I'm out and about, man, and they talk to him like they some damn runaway like kids, trash. bro. Like, like some trash. Tra- seriously. Bro. Like, like some, some stuff. Like, like, bro, like the stuff that I hear. And, and the harsh thing about it, brother, is coming from someone who birthed them or someone yeah. who's, or, or, or someone Lo- who was a part of them. them right? Yeah, who loves them, right? And, I just look at my, there are a lot of times I'm with my wife and we, and we see this and I'm, I look at her, she look at me and we just give, you know, you get, a, you know, that look that you give each other. Yeah, like, yeah. did I just mm-hmm. hear that? Like, like, is, is this person really, did they really just do that or say that to their kid? Like, yeah, brother, yeah. I've seen parents call them bitches, hoes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. yeah. And how your mother going to call your child a motherfucker? But okay. Come on. Bro. <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> interesting dynamic. It's crazy, but, man. Like, and, and you know, what's crazy about that is the fact that for someone to grow up in that environment, because bro, that's verbal abuse. I don't care however you spin it. Oh, that's verbal abuse, bro. 100%. To grow up in an environment like that, expecting this person to be somewhat of a, a model citizen in our society, brother, that's, that's come on. Like, that's not a fair shot. All you're doing is stacking the cards against them more than they already are. Come on, man. You know, um, like you said, man, I've heard those things and man, it hurts to see those things. And I think that's why when people, I think that's why when people hear that you spank, your, you spank your kids, um, they're probably going to be like, oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. No, yep. that is it's not. No, we're not talking about that. I don't curse at my kids. I don't belittle them. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, when I hear some of these parents and, I, you know, hey, kids can be frustrated. Trust me, man. Kids can take you to places in your soul and your spirit that you didn't even know you, you had. OK, yeah. there's some kids yeah. who I'm telling you, like, they'll, they, they they know how to push your buttons because the truth of the matter is um, they come from you. So they got some of their buttons genetically. <laughs> You got it honest. And then, you know, once they start to don't think that you learning about your kids and they don't learn it about you. It's a two way Mm. street. The same way you learn, the same way you learn how they are, they learn how your ass is too. Hmm. And they, and they know what annoys you the same way, you know, what annoys them. So, uh, kids, they're definitely, they'll test you, man. So, you know, as as the journey continues, I just really want to be open and I want to be very community, uh, community. To say communicate a lot, man. The hell that word is. <laughs> trying, trying to sound, trying to sound cool and shit. But <laughs> oh man, communicate. You know <laughs> Thank you. You know what I'm saying. So I got you, brother. Appreciate you, dog. So definitely want to be uh, what you said, and <laughs> <laughs> and I want them to know, like, listen. At some point, 
unless something's just completely outrageous, spanking is not going to be like this up until you're 18 years old. I'll spank you. Hell no, no, it's no, cut no, off no, no, no. Yeah, straight point, up. Man. You know, and to be honest with you, the cutoff point for me, uh, I'm I'm thinking because I have, a, you know, they, they definitely gonna test it in their early teenage years. So I'm hoping by the age of 14, 15, we, we, we really stopping this. You know, hey, someone might want to stop soon. Mm-hmm. You know what, though, brother, like your case is very unique because because um, believe it or not, man, this used to go through my mind as well, because as a father of, you know, more boys and girls, you know, that's also a dynamic that's different too, because I think as men, we tend to be more aggressive with our boys mm-hmm. as opposed to our girls. So in mm-hmm. your case now, as you raise girls, it's going to be very interesting how that dynamic plays out because I think that, because if, if, if I'm a dad and I'm raising girls, I start to think about, okay, obviously I want to discipline my child, but I don't want her to think it's okay for a man to also put his hands on her. Oh, 100%. so so how are you going to play that dynamic or somewhat, you know, uh, have that somewhat of an understanding with your children while they also understand that, no, it's not OK for a man to put his hands on you. This is based off of me being your father and me trying to discipline you. Right. So you you you, you gave the answer right there in the question. It's very important that they understand my role to you as a parent is very different than somebody who is trying to uh, be your boyfriend or show interest in you. Those are very different dynamics. And those things should not be confused. So as to get older, you know, the the continuing theme is going to be I my job, my, my job and my priority is being your parent and making sure that you that you are following the things that I expect you to follow. But also that you are uh, uh, somebody who's able to think critically and make wise decisions on their own, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. As long as you can explain to me why you did what you did, even if I would have took a different path, because the truth of the matter is I can't expect them to do everything the way I want them to do, how I want them yeah. to do it. But as long as you can rationalize to me in an intelligent way why you did what you did, I can at least respect it. Even if I don't agree with it, I can at least respect it and say, OK, at least you put some thought into this. You weren't just acting on emotion. This wasn't just a rash decision you made. So, you know, and the only reason I say even uh, even considering I hope I don't have to spank into the early teenage years, because to me, spanking after like. 14, 15 is kind of crazy. You know, they're a sophomore in high school. Like, what, like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, your, your little girl probably looking like a woman now and your son look like a grown man. Like, what are we doing? Like, so Since snatching me, the belt from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> it's confusing, man. So I believe that if you're doing the work up front, all that, you know, to me, that's the payoff. You do the work up front. So that is easier on the back end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm less concerned about, I'm less concerned about my child's behavior with me. I'm more concerned about them being smart enough to not be influenced by what's going on in the world. That's what I'm way more concerned yeah, about. Brother. I'm not concerned 100%. about the work that I'm going to do. I'm concerned about the lack of work that's done in other people's houses and them shaping their kids. That's what I'm more concerned about. So, um, you know, I, I just really, I, I really want there to be a strong foundation in this house, understanding who's in charge. You know, this whole uh, some of the, some of this new wave parenting is allow your child to make to make all their decisions and this and that and be supportive. Listen, man, there's a clear distinction in my house with who's the adult and who's the child. Thanks, brother. I'm not listening to I'm not listening to these people talking this nonsense, man, because these these same these same children will go to places or be inside of somebody's classroom challenging authority all the time. Don't can't don't want to listen to nobody. Always have a slick comment. Don't have enough life experience to even be making some of those comments. And the truth of the matter is the tolerance that their parents have for them. Don't think the world is going to have for your child. Mm, like, I, I don't think pe- I don't think people understand, like, why you're why you're molding your child. Mold your child as if they're going to be in the real world. Don't mold yeah. them as if they're going to stay in your house the rest of their life. Because I think a lot of parents, they get lost in that. 
the way the, the tolerance you have with your child, don't expect the world to have it. When I'm disciplining and talking to my children, I'm doing it with the expectation that if you are in school, if you are at a job, if you are at a summer camp, whatever, you're going to need to listen to people and they don't need to waste their time telling you to do something 10, 15 times. They're not going to do that. They're not going to have the patience with you that uh, that a parent would. So you need to be able to fall in line and do what you need to do because that's just the real world. So, you know, some of these kids, when they when you know, when they have these behavior issues, sometimes it's because of the bad, uh, the bad patterns that the parents set in the house. If you're used to telling your kid 20 times to stop doing something before you make a move, hmm. who in the hell is going to be telling your child in the real world 20 times to stop doing something? Straight up. They, you know what I'm saying? I don't think people make those connections. And then and then I think sometimes parents get mad when their children act a certain way outside the house. But if you allow that house, if you allow that behavior inside the house, why would you not expect it to manifest and show itself outside the house? And then now all of a sudden you're embarrassed. And then now all of a sudden you want to take swift action in public. But then that can turn into a whole clusterfuck because now your child is looking at you like, Yo, what the hell are you doing? When I do this at the house, you don't got no problem. But now we're here and you're trying to act brand new. That's essentially what that two, three or four or five year old is telling you like, yo, why are you acting brand new? You let me get away with this all the time. You know, children work on patterns. They work on consistency. So the patterns that you set are the patterns that they used to. And that's exactly what they're going to show. And you kind of touched on it um, as, as well as myself. Verbal abuse is just as harmful as physical abuse. And to be honest, right. I think in some cases, I think it may be even a little more. Worse. When, I'm, yeah. when I'm reading articles on, you know, uh, women who suffer uh, d- domestic abuse and, mm-hmm. you know, the psychological impacts of it, they'll tell you all the time that it's what's really crushing. The physical abuse is horrible, too. But what's really crushing is that verbal abuse. The verbal abuse is kind of what keeps them in that loop cycle of being abused. Right. Bro, those physical those physical marks, they heal with time, bro. Absolutely. Like the words, man, when, it's, when they're verbally abused them things have like a, a lifetime effect on them, bro. Um, I'm telling you, man. And, you know, uh, for me, you know, my dad, he would just say some wild stuff to us, man, you know, <laughs> and it's just being honest. <laughs> he would just say some wild stuff. And I think, I think it, luckily for me, it ended up working in my benefit for the most Same. part because like now, like when people say stuff to me, like when I was in school and stuff, people would say something to me, it wouldn't get under my skin. I didn't feel like I had to fight all the time. Like some of these kids, like you say something to some of these kids, they so ready to fight. I'm like, yo, he only, <laughs> that's all he said. Are you ready to do what for that? I'm like, that ain't nothing. You know, like, you know, so people would say stuff to me and I'm like, and it sounds effed up to say, but I would be like, yo, my dad has told me way worse stuff. <laughs> you know <what> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that, that ain't hitting on nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I guess in some respects, I guess I can come off as emotionally callous, right? Because yeah. I've kind of been, I kind of insulated myself from, you know, getting crazy stuff said to me. Um, but, you know, it's worked out to my advantage in the sense that the world really can't crush my spirit real easily or really just or like people can't rattle me very easily. So um, I will tell parents uh, what you say is even more important um, than what you do physically in regards to disciplining your child. Like I, one thing I make a point to do is I don't try to hurl any insults while I'm disciplining. Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I have to I keep going back to it. I, they have to understand why they're getting the discipline and then whoever they wronged, they have to go to this person and tell them, sorry. Yeah. Facts. To, to, to me, to me, that's an important part of the restorative justice because yeah. Okay. Let's say you get your spanking, you know why you got your spanking, but you never try to make amends with the person who you wrong. You know, I, I don't think there's no, I don't think there's a, there's a benefit in that to me. That, that's a key missing piece. You do wrong to people. You need to acknowledge that you did wrong. So kind of teaching um, accountability, man. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I'm playing, so, playing the victim card. Oh no, we not. That's the word. And see what I'm saying? And then you got you got some kids who 
they're able, they have so much sway with their parents. They're able to lie to their parents and their parents mm-hmm. instantly back them up and always getting them out of, out of issues. And it's like, no, man, you know, your parents, that uh, that's going to work until it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, I just hope you're not in a real bad situation hmm. because you, you could try me. Hey, man, I got things to protect. I got assets to protect. I got kids. I got a family. Yo, I'm probably going to let you slide nine times out of 10. But you come across somebody else when you got shit to lose, that might be your last day on this earth. Different story. It's a totally different story when you deal with somebody who feel like they ain't got shit to lose. So uh, I'm, t- I'm teaching my kids, yo, respect everybody. You don't know what people going through. You don't know what people been through. So, yo, tread lightly when you're dealing with folks, man. <laughs> like, you could joke yourself with your friends, but people you don't know, you don't know them for a reason. And you need to act like you don't know them. <laughs> Keep it that you way. Know? For real. Yes, definitely. Um, so for, we, we can't, we can't talk as proponents of spanking and not talk about the other side and kind of what they say the impacts of spanking are. So I got a few quotes from the, what is this? What are they? You know, these people always got freaking acronyms. The American Academy of Pediatrics. Okay. It says the new AAP statement includes that, but that shows kids who were spanked in their early years were more likely to be more defiant, show more aggressive behavior later in preschool and school and have increased risk for mental health disorders and lower self-esteem. Okay, so this is from the American Academy of Pediatricians. And this article is from January 27, 2022, by the Cleveland Clinic, a well-respected hospital and uh, somewhat of a research institute in our country. I'll tell you this. I can literally say, I can can flip that statement and say that students, and say that (laughs) kids who are not spanked in their early years are more likely to be defined, show more aggressive behavior Hmm. later in preschool and have increased risk of mental health disorder, low self-esteem. I can really flip it on it and feel just as uh, valid in saying that. And you know what? I wonder too, of those of the people that they um, got this, you know, this data from, how many of those individuals actually took the time to explain to their children why they got the spanking compared to those who didn't? You know what I mean? That's exactly that's exactly what I was about to bring up. That's exactly what I was about to bring up because if you're just looking at the act of spanking without all the other components that we're talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about first you get the warnings. So, you know, you're doing something wrong. Then it elevates to a point where you're, you're getting spanked and then you're going to go to timeout. And then after that, the individual that you wronged, you're going to come to them and you're going to tell them, sorry. And then we're cool. If you're telling me that somebody's going through all those different steps and these are the results, I need to see them because I'm sorry, people, the, you know, it's funny because in our community, you'll hear people say, oh, you didn't get spanked enough as a kid. That's why you're acting like that. <laughs> <For real. laughs> now, we, you know, it, it, it is funny to hear, but there's a little bit of truth to that. It really is. Like, if, so if you, got these ki- you got these kids who are just walking all over their parents, doing whatever the hell they want to do. Um, yeah, there's something to that. Right. Um, and then also. Particularly when when you're looking at kids in education, you got you know the kids with the bad grades, with the worst behavior. Why are they walking around in brand new Jordans? Hmm. Why do they have the latest iPhone or the latest cell phone? Why do they have um, the latest uh, video game console? So and, and and some of those kids, some of those kids probably do get spanked, but they're getting spanked out of rage. Like there's not a structure yeah. behind their spanking. It's like oh I'm tired of school calling them whoop your ass. Yeah okay and you whoop them, but then they're they're not grounded. You know, things are things are taken away, but then they're, they're, sometimes they're given back too soon or you hold the stuff and then the kid gets mad. You hold it too long. Like it's, it's chaotic. There's just no structure there. So the child knows that discipline is kind of supposed to happen. But since it's not happening in, in a in a orderly fashion, they kind of just don't respect it. They're like, OK, whatever you decide to do, I just know I'm going to get my stuff back. So I don't care. Or, or or you, because the funny thing is, kids will tell you, oh, my, my mom or my dad, they'll just yell a little bit, but then they give me back my stuff. 
like what they tell you in the classroom. They would they will tell you. I'm telling wow. you, like the kids, they tell you to your face. The kids will put you on blast. They will let you know how ineffective you are. They will tell you how ineffective you are. And then the kids who got parents who are who are serious and, and, and serious about this, who are serious and true to this, they'll say, Oh no, please, I'll do anything. Don't call them. They're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they gonna take my stuff, they're gonna they're gonna tear my tail up, and it's gonna be a problem. Because they know what time it is. They they're not gonna cap for none of their friends trying to look cool. They're like, no, 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 no. They're like, they're like, I don't know what goes on in your house, but in my house, they don't play that. <laughs> and it's funny. The only the only kids I hear saying that are the it seems like the kids who there's a structure behind their discipline. They know if they act a certain way, that's not the expectation, and they're gonna have to pay a consequence for it. And the consequence is not you coming in the house, I'm trying to knock your teeth out. It's gonna be, oh, you're doing that? All right, I'm taking away everything you like. You cannot, you, you know, you can't hang with your friends. It's a combination because to me, as kids get older, like you were alluding to, it's more about taking away things that they enjoy when they don't follow, when when they don't follow the rules that you have set forth. It's not really about spanking them so much. It's more about okay, let's rationalize and reason why you think you deserve this item and you're acting like this, or why do you think you deserve this when you you have these grades or you have this behavior issue? Explain to me why you believe you deserve these things. You act a fool. So let me tell you, you continue to act a fool. They'll tell you, you know, tell you to get off that football team real quick. Oh man, let me tell you something. Oh, and, and that's the thing, right? Because you know, you know, there's going to be a heavy consequence for what is uh, for your actions. So the American, with all due respect, disrespectfully, the American Academy Academy of Pediatrics can kiss my ass. <laughs> because once I'm, uh, I'm running numbers on that. <laughs> exactly, you could run all your data on that. Kiss my whole black ass. I. The reason why these studies and, you know, the funny thing is when you look at this, when you look at the uh, when you look at the picture, that's the face for this uh, study. This is why you shouldn't spank your kids and what to do instead. They show a picture of a black boy and a, and a mother in the background. So I'm pretty sure they're alluding to a single a single black mother. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see the boy standing holding his holding his arms and the mother behind him looking like she about to, you know, snatch the life up out of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they got her blurred out and they got him in focus. And I'm saying, yo. I don't you know, honestly, this is when it comes to disciplining children, I don't want no American society stepping into anybody's culture telling them what to do. Yeah, probably. because the truth of the matter is they don't have a leg to fucking stand on. This is the country that produced girls gone wild. <laughs> Who the hell are you to tell me this country has produced Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Cardi B. Oh. You understand? It don't get better, do it? <laughs> no, it, it just gets worse. <laughs> right. This 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 country oh, has produced, man. you know, because I'm not like I'm singling, I'm only singling out ladies, right? I'm trying to think of some dudes who are um who are well known who are just pure ratchet. I'm pure trying to ratchet. I'm trying to think with you, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the game, his ass can be ratchet at times, right? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Flavor Flav when he had that raggedy ass show, oh, Flavor no, of Love and, and doing all that <laughs> foolishness. Right. So in, in, a, in a country that promotes entertainment over decency and, 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 and respectability, it's all just about entertaining people and pushing, you know, pushing things to the limit. You don't need to tell nobody about how to raise their kids. With the amount of people that's incarcerated here, you don't need to tell nobody shit about raising their kids. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to let any one of y'all mother man, listen, I'm be damned if I'll let any one of y'all tell me anything about how to raise my kids. Because last time I checked, they still shooting unarmed black people in these streets. Facts, brother. Right? And I'm not saying it only happens to black people. I know it does happen to others, but I'm black, and that's what I'm concerned with. 
in the, in this specific regard. I don't want to have nobody, but, right? And, it, and but it, I don't want to have nobody, but it does tend to happen to black people more times than not when they are interacting with police. I'm not gonna look up the numbers and play the numbers game. I'm just, I, I know what I know. So I want to raise respectable children who are who 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 know kind of where they should be and where they should not be. You know, more than likely, you're not gonna see my kids hanging out on the corner in environments they don't belong. They wasn't raised in, and hopefully they take the lessons that me and my wife have taught them and other people who care about them, and they turn into productive, respectful people who who know how to control themselves and their actions, their mouths and their actions. Because no man, you know, it's funny because even the officer, at, even the officer at the school will tell you, and this is an officer, bro. You know, you know who some of the most honest and real people about kids. The officers, the officers who work in schools, they'll be the first one to tell you. Oh, they you see it all. Yo, they'll be the first <laughs> one to tell you. You need your ass whooped. I'll tell you. They say, oh, you need, you need your ass whooped. See, you, you're going to be a problem. Because when you become older and you get out here, these police just going just gonna to lock your ass up. They will tell you. I wish they would interview cops who work, who work at schools. They would be, they, they'll the, they will be honest. Because first, they're going to have credibility from being a police officer or whatever. The news going to eat up what they got to say. But if they let the officer speak candidly and freely, oh, man, they will tell you quick, quick. You need you need your butt whoop. Why do you think they say these things? You, it, this is their job. Their job is to deal with some of the most roughest people in society. So you think the, the officers are going to read your American, uh, whatever pediatric AAP, whatever the hell they are, and be like, yeah, I understand what they're saying. They're like, hell no. That may work with some kids, but with some some kids, they need their ass whoop. The majority, definitely. I'm telling you, yeah, definitely the majority. Some kids, you can talk to them. I was telling my wife just the other day. I said, you know, some kids. They have a, they got a gentle spirit and they don't even want you raising, raising your voice at them. Like some of them are just, they're built, they're built a little different, that's, but that's not the majority. But some kids are built different. You really don't have to do too much to them. They'll, they'll fall in line. But the majority, oh man, you, you got to be ready. Now, here's what they said you should be doing in lieu of spanking children. Meaning what you should be doing instead of spanking your children. It says, be a role model. Make it a priority to remain calm with the understanding that your child looks to you to be an example of how to behave. Okay. Um, number two, set rules and limits that can be enforced consistently among all caretakers. There should be no good guy, bad guy for your child with multiple caretakers. Make sure that rules are verbalized using age appropriate language. Um, okay. That sounds cute. But, uh, my child, my child's going to understand that the discipline, which it, it when they make mistakes or if they're very disrespectful, they do something completely out of line. They're going to know that when they come home, you're dealing with a different form of discipline that you would get from a caretaker. I wouldn't expect a caretaker to discipline the way that I do. You know, unless that caretaker is like their grandparent or like a family relative or somebody that we're really close to that we they kind of understand how uh, we, we expect discipline to, to take place. Uh, constantly praise and celebrate good behaviors. I agree with that. Positive enforcement. Nothing wrong with that. You're doing the right thing. Yo, I appreciate you doing the right thing. Yeah. Makes it make sense. Makes good sense. Um, I do that sim- a lot more than usual, too, bro. No, without a doubt. Yeah. No, you definitely. You know, um, I I really think one of the big mistakes that parents make is that we pay so much attention to the negative behaviors that we don't spend enough time focusing on the good behaviors. Like yeah. we wait for something to happen to respond to it. So if my child is doing something the right way, I try to make it a point to actually say, "Oh." I like the way you're doing that. Oh, you're, you're, you're playing nice with your sister. That's very good. So don't just wait for something bad to happen to respond. Cause our, cause unfortunately the nature of, of, of us as human beings is we tend to pay more attention to negativity than positivity. 
right? Fact, brother. Negativity sells. Look, look at what's popular in, in, in the media. It's mostly negativity. So these are the things that get the headlines. These are what, you know, gets people eyeballs glued, right? So, uh, but we have to keep in mind that when we're actually raising a whole human being, um, you want to continually let them know that when you're doing the right thing, that's worth something. That's valuable. That means something. And it says, similarly, know when not to respond. Ignoring a bad behavior, for example, if a child throws themselves to the floor because he wasn't allowed to play on an iPad is a good way to make that behavior decrease with time. In case the child will learn that throwing a tantrum will not get... Okay, I understand that. I do that too. Because if you... If every time your child, particularly when they're little, when they're toddlers, if every time you respond to their outbursts um, with a response, you're going to be driving yourself crazy. <laughs> so you got to be mindful of that. Like if every time your child outbursts and you pay attention to it, you're, you're going to go nuts. Like sometimes you do have to ignore what they're doing. But like, okay, you know what? You're going to be over here and I'm going to let you do what you do, but I'm going to be over here. When you're done, you come over here because whatever, because whatever you're whining about, you're definitely not going to get because I'm not going to set this pattern of allowing you to believe that if you act like that, you're going to get what you want. That's a very dangerous precedent that a parent can set, allowing a negative behavior to turn into them getting something that they want. That's big, brother. Big. Huge. So for me, I, I tell my wife all the time, she's like, how could you how could you hear them crying? I'm like, because I know if, if I don't if I don't build in that, um, you know, uh, building that uh, endurance and listening to them cry. Then they're going to believe that they could just cry their way to get things that they want. And mm-hmm. that's just not the way this game is going to be played. No, can't do it. But that's how you get those kids when you're in, when you're in the airport and you're waiting for a flight and this kid is whining for 40 minutes for something. And you're like, yo, how this kid don't shut the fuck up? It's because they, 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 they play this game at home with the kids, but now they're in a situation where they actually need their iPad or their laptop and they might be doing something for work. And they're like, no, I just can't give it to you. But the kid is going ballistic because any other time you would allow them to get it. Yeah. Like you, the things you like, kids expose you. Whatever you do in your house, they're gonna do outside your house. So this whole thing about oh we're at home, no nah, man. Unless unless you're gonna live your whole life inside your house, uh, but if you wanna step outside your house, then you need to prepare your child to be outside the house and know how to act accordingly outside that house. They're not gonna be perfect. I'm not saying my kids are perfect. By no stretch of my mind, I'm saying my kids are perfect. But one thing I can tell you with, with certainty is they listen to what I got to say. When daddy speaks, oh they know. Oh, they know. Believe that. Oh, just, no, just the rumble, rumbling your voice. Like, they get real quiet. And they eyes get big. They listen. <laughs> what was going on? They feel that storm brewing. Hundred percent. Learn from past experience. What triggers your child's misbehavior? If you can identify a trigger, uh, there are ways to avoid it, or at least better prepare for it. Make sure your child knows what the consequences will be if they don't comply with their request or misbehaves in a certain uh, situation. Okay. Um, I kind of agree with that only because, uh you're not always going to be in an environment where a trigger, where you're going to be able to avoid a trigger, right? If, if a trigger for your child is not walking into a grocery store or not walking into a toy store, cause they go crazy every time they see toys. But let's say you, once again, let me use this example, you're in the airport and they sell all kinds of stuff there. So now they're selling toys at one of these stands or something. You're not going to be able to avoid every toy stand in the world, every toy store, every, your child's going to have to be able to live with the fact that they're not going to be able to get something that they probably want in the moment. So to me, you know, I think it's more important to build the expectation and endurance in that child and say, listen, you don't need to cry. You're not going to get it. You have plenty of toys at home or whatever the case may be. You don't need to get what you want all the time. Um, Redirect bad behavior. Okay. Yeah, that works. They try to do that in the classroom. Redirect bad behavior. So that just means instead of doing this, do that. Instead of doing this, do that. That's okay. Um, 
But when you're dealing with your own kids, you can do a little bit of redirection. But at the end of the day, if, if the child is doing something that is not desirable or is very ineffective, um, at least in listening to what you have to say, then that child needs to know straight up and down. Stop doing that. It's not appropriate. I don't accept it. I don't need to even redirect you. Stop doing that right there. Because sometimes it can be something that's really inappropriate or really bad. So why do you need to redirect it? No, you need to address it and tell them, do not do that. And if you do, there's going to be a consequence. Call a timeout when the rule is broken. Hey, man, listen, this is what this is the best of what the AAP has to offer you. All these PhDs and all their infinite wisdom. I just read off what, what the best that they had to offer you. Once again, please do not allow these people to tell you how to raise, to tell you how, how you should raise your kids. But I can promise you, if you look at communities where there's a high rate of success, you know what else you're going to find? A high rate of discipline. Hand in hand, brother. Hand in hand. High rate of success equals a high rate of discipline. I can assure you, I haven't heard too many Asian kids talking reckless to their parents in public. I'm not saying never that seen it. I, <laughs> I've me, never seen it. Me personally, I've never seen it. But I, no, I actually have seen it before, but the, but, the, but the parent was a white person. So they like they adopted them. And so they were talking crazy to the white parents. So I, to me, that don't even count. But I, I've never seen an Asian kid talking crazy to their Asian parent. Haven't seen it. I've never seen an Indian kid talking crazy to their Indian parent. Haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen a Jewish kid talking crazy to their Jewish parent in public. Once again, I'm talking about in public. Okay. So one, you know, you have to ask yourself, hold on. Those, those specific groups he named, there is a high rate of success in those communities. They tend to produce a lot of people who are productive citizens of society. I never said they were uh, perfect. I didn't say they're not emotionally unstable. They don't, not that they don't have their faults, but even with all those faults, they still find a way to produce a mostly productive citizen, a mostly productive citizen in our society. And those cultures are believed in discipline. And I promise you, none of them are reading the AAP journal on how to raise their children. None of them. So I, so I would suggest black people, we do the same. We definitely have to analyze the way that we were disciplined when we were growing up. And we may have to modify a few things, for sure. In my case, most. <laughs> hey, we, we, we got to modify what we have to modify. And we have to be honest with ourselves about what we need to modify. And, not, and try not to hold too many grudges um, or any grudges with our parents and what they tried to do with us. Because many times they were, they were acting on the best information that they had at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. It takes an extremely enlightened parent to do all this self-reflecting and do all this reading and stuff. Like you got those few parents out there who do that, but most but most parents are just operating based off of how they were treated when they were younger, so they pass that down to their kids. That's mm-hmm. what most people do. But if you want to take it to the next level, reflect, assess what your situation is, and say, okay, discipline is important, but how can I do it in a more structured way where my child don't feel like I'm just beating the crap out of them for no reason? So I, this that kind of was resolution solutions, but I'll just uh, read some of the notes that I wrote. Um, the first one being understand that what works will understand what works for your individual child. The same way I discipline my, my oldest child is not how I discipline my youngest. They're different. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different. They're different, man. My, my oldest one, she gets more spankings because she's just more, man, she, she just, she, she, she's more rebellious. And many times it's not even like what she does with me. It's how she treats her mother. Because I, I don't know if it's this woman dynamic. I don't know what it is, man. But man, <laughs> what you have, what you have, what you have your daughter, man, you gonna see. When 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 the when when women clash in the house, it's a different ball game. <laughs> it's different, bro. That thing. Oof, I'm just looking at them like, yo, y'all need y'all need to woosa. But you know, when my, when she gets out of line, I gotta check her. Um, and the second one, of course, 
We reiterate again. Please don't depend on this society to tell you what's best for your child. Okay? Don't do that. Don't don't throw away everything from your culture because now you got a degree. Or, or, or you hanging around some people and they they trying to quote unquote enlighten you and oh you know this is the new wave no no, no. we're not trying to will and jade you no we ain't doing that <laughs> we ain't doing that no we're we not letting kids kind of raise themselves and figure all this shit out no no we ain't doing that we're not we, me my children and I are not equals I'll always be a parent you'll always be my child I love you I want the best for you but don't get it twisted I would never allow you or never think that you can disrespect me talk to me crazy or you know think that we on some kind we on the same level no that's it's not it no. So, you know, I will say this before I pass the baton. If you were in, in I think it was important, it's important to say, and I wish I would have said it earlier. If you were in a situation where you were abused to the point where the state got involved, you know, it was horrible abuse. I think it's extremely important that if you decide to have children to really come to terms with what happened to you mm, and for that yes, to sir. happen and for that to happen, you may need to see, or it's probably recommended that you see a therapist. Yes, sir. You really want to you really want to battle those demons. You really want to flesh that out because it's a, like lot, I said, trauma, man. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, I, I'm very happy that mental health is something that people are more open to talk about now. But for sure, particularly in our community, you know, we still have a stigma about going to talk to a therapist to get help. Like, trust yeah. me, your, your, your homeboy who work at Best Buy, who drink 40s with you, he's probably not your best <laughs> therapist. Just being honest. He'll, he'll probably say what you want him to say. Right. But sometimes it's important for us, particularly those of us who've been, whether it's sexually abused. And honestly, bro, it burns my soul when I when I when you really look at the numbers on how many people have been touched. Sad, bro. It's sad. Ooh, it's sad. Like that's that's one of the few things that'll make me cry, especially now that I got kids. Before I had kids, hmm. I'm not saying I ignored it, but I'm like, oh, okay. Well, when you got kids and you look at your kids, you think that somebody would even think to do some shit like that to them? You're like, man, yeah, brother, I can't. Now that just, <laughs> man, that's when the rage and me will go take over. Without question. So, if if you're one of those individuals who was in those situations, you know um, our heart goes out to you. But we definitely want you to end the cycle of abuse, and that begins with recognizing that you went through that, and that means getting professional help, getting professional help, and being able to deal with your emotions in a very productive way, so that when you do have children, or if you do currently have children now, you're able to end some of those generational curses that might that might show that might rear their head when you least expect it. So understand, we definitely support you, but we we, we definitely want to see your generation flourish um, from here on out. Sir, what say you? Brother Mon- 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 look, man, I'm going to actually piggyback off of that, man, because I think it's, it's imperative that those who were doing the, like those who were actually inflicting the abuse, like let's face it, man, a lot of those instances is because of how they were raised mm-hmm. and, and therefore a lot of those traumas, they carried on with them. But I think to a degree, man, like, the biggest thing that the biggest point that we all brought up was the fact that if you are someone who discipline your children through spanking, talking to them, making sure they truly understand the what, why, and how behind this process. Because, you know, I look at a lot of the women who, and, and some men, believe it or not, but a majority of the cases of domestic violence are, you know, mainly done on women. And sure, yeah. a lot of them, like a lot, and a, the, the abuser will say that, hey, I saw my daddy do it. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. abused woman will say, hey, my mama. Would, would take it too. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of that is done because of those lack of those conversations and really going to the extreme. And I think those that do go to the extreme 
put like a very bad taste in people's mouths when it comes to disciplining their children through spanking. Right. You know, like, you know, just like how they say, oh, you can't, one person or a group can't, you know, represent everybody. Right. Well, that's how they view spanking. And, you know, they For put sure. it in that category. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can't get selective with this process. You know, you can't pick and choose. It's got to be, you know, the same way for everything across the board. So in this case here, especially, man, like you cannot be on some, oh, I spanked you because I love you. That ain't enough. No, no. That is not enough, man. Like, and, and you'll, those who go through domestic violence, they'll tell you, oh, I thought he loved, you know, he said he loved me. Like, that, that is not enough. That in itself is not truly explaining why are you actually disciplining your child. You need to tell them that, hey, and I ask my, and I ask my kids questions too. I want to make sure they understand because it's one thing too, brother. Like, people have to understand, you just can't be on some, you know, yelling at them and talking to them all the time, thinking that they're going to get it or comprehend. Mm-hmm. You have to have a conversation with your child. Hey, do you know why you were spanked? Okay, hey, why did you act that way? Hey, what do you think you could have done differently? Like I talk to my children, bro. And Mm -hmm. when you talk to them and you ask them questions, their level of understanding goes at a, at a much more higher rate than those who are just yelling and screaming at them or those that are just telling them, Oh, I love you. Like it's, that's the cop out. Don't be lazy with your parenting, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And I challenge parents out there as well to put it upon themselves to be the bigger parent in this case to now not only let their emotions allow them to run wild, but to also be disciplined enough as a parent to have conversations with your children, especially as they start to get older. I would say around that six, five, six range. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm actually having conversations now. You know, I want to make sure they truly understand uh, why I went down this way and what they can do now moving forward to make sure we don't go through the situation again. Like it's also important for them to understand the consequences and how to avoid them in the future. No, without question, without question. <laughs> and, uh, the last little bit I use, I'll say while you were talking, it kind of was uh, formulating in my mind is I understand this episode was not for those who are, uh, I don't think it supported the idea of not spanking. So if you're one of those parents who is just adamant against not spanking, I would really listen, email us at nydlpod at gmail.com. Cause I am so curious to know, or uh, hit us up in our, on our Instagram page um, at, uh, at nydlpod. Did I say it right? Um, Negroes you don't like Instagram. Oh, okay. okay, so on Instagram, Negroes at, um, at Negroes you don't like. Please in the comments hit us up, DM us, whatever. I would really like to know how to how do you raise little kids through adulthood without spanking them, and you don't pull all your hair out, don't lose your teeth, <laughs> don't pass out. I, I, I'm really curious because I just I don't know how the hell you do that because ain't enough time out in the world. If that's the case, your child was living time out, and to me that's abusive. <laughs> what you going to do? Send them the time out all day. <laughs> what the hell do you do when they when they cutting up and cursing out and doing all that? I'm I'm at a loss of words. I don't know what you do. I don't get it. You don't pinch. You don't do nothing. You just stare at them and like hope, hope, and just hope that it fixes. Nobody, yeah, nobody does. Oh, oh, you just you just slap the hell out of your brother. Okay, go to time out. What the? Yeah, you just knock this tooth loose, or you just punch me in my eye. I'm so killing from a black eye. It's okay. Like we're gonna talk through this. Let me know how that works. I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> I'm very curious to know how you guys deal with that. But okay. Um, and of course, we are greater. We appreciate that we need each other. Hey, world, it was great catching up with y'all. Listen, man, make sure that y'all take these tips and pointers. Because like Modern Malcolm said, man, some of these kids, boy, <laughs> they need a good ass spanking. <laughs> Believe that. We out. Peace. Peace.